da 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 You sound insane. You realize that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. Seriously? It's showtime. If you came here seeking our Venom episode, you're gonna have to wait until next week. Yeah, we're sorry. Bob. We are sorry. Yeah, we're sorry. I'm, I'm actually very anxious to get my thoughts out on all things. Have you seen Venom? it? Yet? Yes. Did you see it? Yes. Oh. I'm, I'm staying spoiler free. I yeah. promised myself not to go down that road tonight, today, this morning. But I really want to. But that is a conversation for next week. I just want to say that up front. Um, we are going to get to Venom, and uh, but. The thing that happens with uh, with scheduling that about movies in advance is uh, we we schedule weeks and uh, slot weeks for certain movies, and this movie has been circled, slotted for weeks, months uh, for this week. And um, Richard, I think I'll just turn this episode over to you if you want to <laughs> start this thing. This is uh, Richard's most anticipated a Star Wars. Yeah, board, it was. Um, yeah, it was this year. And I was um, uh, very excited to uh, to dive in with Richard. Brian will be joining us for Venom. Don't worry. Um, we do have a guest to uh, join us for Stars Born Talk, but Brian will be back because he had to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tell, him, say tell everyone what Brian. Yeah, Brian is Brian's out because Brian. Oh, I feel bad telling everybody this because um, it's super private to Brian. Yeah. Uh, but Brian could not get through Stars Born. He cried from opening credits, and he just <laughs> he couldn't make it. So he couldn't make it through. So he couldn't. Singer well it. wishes. Yeah, clean exes. And uh, <laughs> now Brian that. was in what? Denver, someplace. And he's commuting back and couldn't get to the movie, and blah blah blah. And then his voice went out on top of that. So kind of need a voice just, to do a podcast. Um, it is tough. I've tried to do them with just sign. Yeah, ASL. It's hard. It's yeah. Very hard. To uh, to not have aud- audible voice to uh, do this, but we try. <laughs> um, okay, so we yeah. time. We got We're, some stuff. We got we got some stuff to talk about before we uh we get into a Stars Born talk, which yeah. we will get to very shortly. I promise. PJC CU talk, as you talked about it earlier. <laughs> we were well. Let's just say this. Um, there is there's a subject that. Um, I'm, we have, mm. I haven't been avoiding on the show in movie news. Some, some people, some, uh, listeners out there might, uh, have been waiting for us to talk about it. It's kind of an, the elephant in the room for this, um, for film criticism or in the movie business right now, which is the situation that's been going on or went on or has been going on with James Gunn and Disney and, the Guardians franchise. Uh, we didn't yep. touch on it at all mm-hmm. before. We haven't haven't mentioned it, but I yep. think this is an opportune time to, with Brian not here to, uh, to talk about that and kind of put it out there and talk about the news regarding sure. this. Um, so the backstory is James Gunn, writer director of many movies, most notably Guardians of the Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two for Marvel Studios slash Disney. Um, and very, Super, your all-time favorite su- movie. Super. I actually like Super. I like <laughs> I like Slither. I, I'm a James Gunn or yeah, no, you have are been a gun. gay gun fan You're gun of, guy. Of, of his. Uh, I think he's very eccentric, of course. Uh, some yeah. of the stuff I, I don't agree with, of course, but uh, some of the stuff um, cinematically I do. 
And I really liked what he brought to the table for Marvel. And I think Marvel would definitely agree that he steered them in a different direction um, and is kind of semi-responsible for the success of the MCU as it is today. Mm -hmm. I think they would fully agree to that. So having said that, what happened was some tweets resurfaced. I don't know if resurfaced is the word to use because they were there all along. Mm -hmm. Um, Some very inappropriate Right. Tweets there were... was a political bent to it, too. I mean, not his tweets, but the people that found them were disagreeing with him politically, so they went and found yeah. the tweet, I think is what, right? right? Not, I, I'm I not think, making a like political that. stance it, on either side. It was well, some weird thing to it. Basically, what happened leading up to this was James Gunn was getting into all kinds of Twitter feuds with Star Wars fans right. about the situation going on with Kelly Marie Tran and South and uh, Star Wars fans and yes. and and the harassment that she dealt with online after the Last Jedi, she deleted her Instagram all Which the whole awful. nine because well, I didn't of the care harassment. for that character, but it wasn't right. her fault. I mean, it, she was just playing not, the role. It's just but idiots. She, I, mean, I mean, basically, yeah. you know, yeah. So yeah. James, if you Gunn, listen to this show and you're one of those guys. Turn the show off. Screw you. Right. Um. So James Gunn, for some reason, decides I'm chiming in on this stuff. Partly because Ryan Johnson chimed in on it, and uh, so James Gunn got, gets involved in the conversation. This conversation gets pretty intense to the point where these people get so mad that they, like you said, dig up some bad stuff about James Gunn. Those being some very inappropriate tweets, and this led Disney Marvel Studios to promptly fire him when these became public. And these were pedophilia tweets and... um you know, the whole nine of what you could imagine somebody would be fired over, right? Uh, especially a Disney employee. And he was fired in much of the chagrin of the Guardians cast and crew who all protested his firing with signed letters to Disney, uh, public statements, uh, Bautista saying he's not going back to Guardians unless James Gunn's involved, all this stuff. Um, Disney stuck by their guns and said, we don't care um, after the investigation or whatever, uh, we're sticking by our decision to fire him and we're going to move on, whatever. So all that to say, um, I don't know if I want to get your full thoughts on that whole situation without the context of, right. Uh, Warner brothers today has decided they want James Gunn to lead the path for suicide squad and, uh, suicide squad to, subsequent sequels and to write and possibly direct a Suicide Squad 2 and um, be involved in the DCEU, or I like to call it the The PJCU, the PJAR Cinematic Universe. (laughs) And and so that's the news. James Gunn is employed again by Warner, which is funny because Suicide Squad – when it was announced and when the trailer came out, we were like, this is the most Guardians ripoff of all time. Mm-hmm. This is the most clear. Let's just do that. <laughs> and uh, it's funny that they bring James Gunn. You know, that would be like if if they, you know, got Joss Whedon to do um, Justice League. Oh, wait. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it seems as if right. this is um, – a revival for James Gunn. I don't know. I mean, he's probably taking any job he can get at this point. Um, right. It's it's 
At that, it, I'm, I'm I'm stuck because um, yeah. I I I am a total believer in forgiveness and that each person grows day by day and may, everybody makes mistakes and people say things they shouldn't shouldn't have said or didn't mean and all you can go by is what how you are today and the next day right um, but at the same time that's some pretty messed up stuff that was said yeah and for sure an inexcusable. In any light, I don't want to make light of that, but um, you hate to see anybody's life be ruined, but also at the same time, you got to take a stand somewhere. So I, I, I see both sides of it, but um, I'm not taking a side really. All I'm doing is reporting the news that yeah, he th- got another job. Yeah, I think you know I've thought about this today ever since this happened, and this is kind of like a fitting end because you don't want to see anyone. I mean, I agree with you. What he said was like abhorrent and not funny and stupid and. That's the nature of Twitter, right? It just sits there forever. And we've all made jokes and said things that are are maybe not that bad, but that we regret. And should we all lose jobs seven years later because of that? I'm, maybe we should, or maybe we shouldn't. I don't know. Um, but I think this is kind of a fitting spot because I think I think the real piece on it is is like, should he never work again? Absolutely not. I mean, maybe he should. He should. He should continue to work despite these comments. Should he work for Disney? Okay, right. This is a different question. Um, also, maybe, it makes maybe a this difference is the bet- perfect outcome where he can go work. You know what I mean? He's talented. Yeah. He does some cool stuff, and he can go work for an edgier company that a is needier. WB is super needy of that kind of hit that he could maybe bring as is DC. But you know the the mouse. You've got to kind of be, I mean, you've got to kind of be, no pun intended, a musketeer on that when you work for that company. And maybe they have every right to fire you because of their standards. And it's kind of like, you know, hey, if you, if you get, if you run a little poker game, a little gambling illegal poker game, um, and it's not on the same level, but if you run a legal, little illegal poker game, should you lose your job at, I don't know, 7 Eleven? No. But should you lose your job at the FBI? Yeah, right, probably. Right. Like they they have a different standard, and maybe Disney has reached that point with mass entertainment where their standards just different, and that's okay. Yeah, especially in today's culture, um, with the Roseanne situation and with all mm-hmm. the stuff that it, that had happened previously. I think Those reruns are back on the air. By the way, low oh, key, I saw. Are they? Oh, Sarah you mean was watching the, re- little, the old little reruns Rose- or the reruns yes. of the new show? No, of the old of the old shows. There oh. was. Was watching a little TV Land Roseanne action. They've got, I didn't see that covered anywhere, but I, you know, no, my I did wife not loves, know they returned. Loves Roseanne and was uh, on a on a Saturday morning after a particularly long Friday night. Uh, mm. Came downstairs and my my wife was watching a little Roseanne. I was surprised. Wow. I'm not. I'm not. I don't care. It was just yeah. I noticed that. That's that was a fact. Covered. Yeah, just stating facts. Uh, yeah, man, and and I think it sadly. It is easier for him to get through this. I mean, this happened, what, in May? Maybe later than that, and he already has a job. Uh, It's way easier for him to get a job because he does work behind the camera, and he's a writer and a director and not a star or or helming a sitcom or, or whatever. But at the same time, I feel like there needs some justice needs to be done. Is that enough? Is that justice? enough to take him away from guardians, even though he's made two movies and um, there's an, a decent chance that Disney will probably still use his script for guardians three, considering he had, he had turned it in and it's their property because he wrote it while he was an employee of Disney. Right. 
Um, maybe he could sue them, but I think they would probably win that lawsuit if they used the script. Um, all that to say, it's a, it's a, it's a crazy situation. And um, let's just talk about him involved in Suicide Squad and what this means. Does this give you hope for Suicide Squad? Are they going to bring back Joker, that whole thing, and it's just to be yeah. a beating? Or are they going to bring in new characters and try to make this into something decent? I, I, I don't know. Are you going to do a rehash or a reinvention? Right. He's definitely has shown he's, he's you know, his strengths are he's really great at character developing multiple characters in a big ensemble mm-hmm. in, a, in that scale of a movie. And that's a real talent. And I don't know if that's more of a directorial talent or a screenwriting talent, uh, but he really allocates like, you know, Drax and you, you know, you know, Star Lord and you know, raccoon, the raccoon and you know, you know, uh, the, the Groot. Groot to an example. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you know, you recognize all those characters and you really feel for them. And uh, Gamora, you, you, you emote for her and love her and, and all that, and that's a lar- large cast that he really spread that out. And, and could he do that for Suicide Squad? Which are, to me, I mean, I didn't know who the Guardians were before we heard that movie was being made. So, you know, the characters are equally at least known. Or, I mean, I knew so, the Joker. So and I knew name Harley one Quinn. one character in Suicide Squad besides the Joker and Harley Quinn. Uh, th- yeah, I don't know. There you go. I mean, the Will Smith. <laughs> Will Smith. But I mean, Will Smith was named Deadshot. Sure, and I think Enchant- it was Enchantress in uh, oh, was that Suicide good. Squad. That was, yeah, I think so. But Maybe one and, of those. And Jai Courtney, Jai Courtney. One day, I'm Jai Courtney is just Jai my, Courtney. He's not bouncing my kid on my knee and and telling him I'm about to go see the newest Jai Courtney film. I'll never forget <laughs> that perfect tweet. Uh, but so so you know this could equally be great. Because I didn't care about Star, I didn't know who Star Lord was until like right. 2014 or 2015 when they started talking about that. I, you know, um, I'm not a comics person, but it could be great. It, I I don't know. I think um, it's just a, the age. There's just a big question mark on. I mean, for Mel Gibson, for example. Um, oh yeah, he wasn't he back, doing that? What, he what comes, happened with that? Oh, doing the movie. Yeah, wasn't oh, he directing know. this at oh, some maybe. point? Uh, that'd be a very weird coincidence. If, he was. If so. He was directing. He was going to direct this. At, I mean, rumored at some point. I guess maybe. Obviously, it wasn't confirmed Man, because gosh. someone else is now directing it. But that would not but, surprise me. At, uh, in the yeah, sliders, that was a but, thing. Uh, that was a thing. But I mean, it's just it's kind of thing. And I mean, Woody Allen. He kind of stays yeah. stays hidden. But I mean, it's kind of <laughs> you know, you kind of stay behind the scenes for long sure. enough you can kind of work again it's not a kevin I, spacey situation or where you probably will never sure. see his face ever again on camera you know i uh i don't you know the woody allen thing is is super um i feel like there's uh, going to be a documentary or something someday that's yeah just gonna be like whoa well, hopefully it just focuses on his clarinet playing that's what right <laughs> But that that is a super contentious situation and all of that those things and and I'm fine if Woody Allen never gets to direct a movie. That being said, I would love to see Woody Allen do Suicide Squad, <laughs> <laughs> just purely like you know curiosity. Yes, this like instead of the 1920s, yeah. He's narrating it. Yeah, doing breaking the fourth wall. <laughs> So, so I'm over at Harley Quinn's the other night. <laughs> That's my Woody Allen. That was very bad. That was good. That was like it's better than my trumpet. Wow. 
that was a trumpet. Wow, it was something. It was a it was a brass and or woodwind for sure. Yeah. Uh, speaking of sequels, remakes. Did mm. you see this news regarding um, World War Z? Came across. Yeah. So yeah. Um, this last thing we can talk here before we bring in the guests and do a Stars Born is. Um, they're moving forward with the World War Z sequel, mm-hmm. which uh, is supposed to be released 2020. Brad Pitt returning, but surprised he is because that was such a tormented production. But it made right. a ton of money, and it was, ended up the end product was good. Right, it ended up it ended up being not a mess, which was a surprise. But I got Brian so good on that. That was one of my best wins in the history of this. That show. was that was uh, the audio records have proof uh, have proof that uh, you predicted that that would be a decent. Um, I, I also, didn't predict it would be decent. I wasn't that smart. I just predicted it would make a lot of money because oh, really? movie stars matter overseas. Yeah. No, it wasn't. I I had no idea it would be good. I just knew. He was like, this is going to be one of the biggest bombs ever. And I was like, no, nah, it's not. It's an I action to, movie with Brad Pitt. I need to rewatch that one. I need to rewatch <laughs> it for sure. I, that one might have to uh, downgrade a couple letters on the uh, the. the I still I watched it about a year ago on Halloween. We need to have an episode time. where we... Uh, me and you and Brian can come on here and forever change our grades on movies that we've already reviewed. For sure, that'd be fun. <laughs> I also think they should do an Oscar where there should be like best editing for good movies, and then they should show like all the raw footage. <laughs> there would be no way to vote on this, but find a panel and show them all the raw footage and then the finished product, right? And then choose the best editor that way, like the guy that really saved the movie, right? You're an editor, you know how that goes. Yes. I feel like that would win for sure. Like the, there's not, a um, like anyone can edit freaking you know Inglorious Bastards. Like that's, there's tons of gold there, but take someone awesome to edit World War Z into a watchable <laughs> right movie. There's a um, and I wish Brian was on this episode. There's a YouTube video called um, called How Star Wars Was Saved in the Edit, and it oh. goes off of that exact. It's very interesting um, video essay kind of video. Just about – it shows some of the raw footage from Star Wars and some of the raw story ideas and the original cuts and then what the editors did to save George Lucas's butt. And it's just further proof that that movie was such lightning in a bottle. It's not even funny and that no one thought it was going to work because it wasn't going to work until some people that knew what they were doing kind of stepped in and, and led the way. But it's a very – that's a weekly recommend, a side weekly recommend, that video. It's called uh, How Star Wars Was Saved in the Edit. But – um but yeah, it totally. You can totally do that. They they did it with the first one, but I'm excited about this next World War Z because, yeah, um, I think they know the tone now. So I think they know they the tone, can... and Brad Pitt's coming back because directing it, mm, David David this. Fincher. Oh really? Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. So. Oh oh my. Um, thoughs on that? It's seems like you just got him. Yep. Yeah, it just got. I was wondering when the next Fincher movie, you know. Oh yeah, I'm all in. That's going to be terrifying and awesome. Yeah, maybe he'll oh. get a little panic room, uh, kind of yeah. uh, isolated story with zombies or something. You know, with Brad Pitt and his family or something it would be very interesting to me. Yeah. I don't know about. I'm, I'm all in. I don't know I about love, the mass Late media. career Fincher is my. I mean, I don't watch the Netflix show because I'm I'm too much of a scaredy cat, but. Uh, but all of his movies the last few years have just all been... I mean, Gone Girl is such a pulpy, goofy movie, and he made that so... That's such a good movie. I love that movie. Yeah. Well, I, I'm under the impression that the zombie genre is kind of dead. 
<laughs> we do get. I see what you did there. But, or is uh, it undead <laughs> now? Yeah, <laughs> well, we'll see if Zombie Land Two next year, right? We'll see. Yeah, we'll see, if, uh, see if Fincher can revive it. Did you hear it? Did you hear what yeah, I said? no, let's just oh, okay. not do the review and just right. end on that. Who needs right. Gone Girl when you get that kind of ammunition? Yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah, let's move on. Let's end on that note and uh, bring in our guest and talk A Star is Born. Maybe it's time to let the old ways die. Maybe it's time to let the old ways die. Takes a lot to change, man. Hell, it takes a lot to try. Maybe it's time to let the old ways die. We are joined by our friend and guest, Jordan Davis. What's up, Jordan? Hey, how are you guys doing today? Doing great. You're joining us from out there, West Coast, Portland, Oregon, Portlandia. That is correct. Yeah, Portlandia. Good Land stuff. Land of the beer. How is, uh, how are Fred and Carrie doing? Oh, they are doing pretty good. Good. Rumor has it they got a new show starting up. Yes. Well, that that is um hopefully the case. Well, um, <laughs> is Tom McLaughlin really your neighbor? I mean, your mayor or your neighbor? Uh, no, but Jeff Goldblum really does work at a bookstore. There we go. Good to know. Good to, good know. to know. Well, welcome, wow. welcome aboard. Well, thanks, Matt. Great to be here. Real excited to be. With you. With you guys and talk this movie. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about it too. I know you have a lot of thoughts. I have a lot of thoughts. I know Richard has a lot of thoughts. But before we do that, we're going to let you give you, let's say, uh, put 13 seconds on the clock and um, give us your quick review of Now You See Me. Go. Woo, Now You See Me. Uh, well, you know what? I saw it uh, like when it first came out on Redbox. And I got to say, you guys have talked on this before. Five I seconds. Think the whole main trick of the movie was. For audiences to like it, because I Man, remember. Not oh, nice. Oh. Good. <laughs> that was the trick. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, go, go ahead. Uh, you, you liked it. You said. I remember thinking it was okay at the time, but looking back, no. I mean, you, you realize you thinking... look too close. Yeah. It, happens, it happens to everyone. You know, you can be we fooled by that carousel. Sometimes. You can. Yeah. It it sucks you in. It sucks. It's, no shame in it, Jordan. It was. <laughs> That's good stuff. Well, well, I refused to watch the sequel. Like it just looked awful, and it was, oh, yeah, that's the best care. one. That's the money. Yeah, you got it. You you haven't lived really. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you guys have, have kind of hyped up the double Harrisons. There, yeah, yeah, that's right. We have for the, the for Woodies. A reason. Yeah, the Woodies. <laughs> yeah, they are. That's because you don't know who's who, Jordan. That's that's the trick. Is is uh yeah? And have you ever like jumped down a tube and ended up in Beijing? Well, I can't say I have. No. Well, now you can know what that's like with Now You See Me Too. So you're welcome. Awesome. Oh, man. All right. Well, well, we'll see. Maybe if I lose a bet, we'll, uh, we'll end up watching <laughs> it eventually. Hopefully not. Well, um, <laughs> the show must go on, and uh, we will get all of our thoughts out on um, Now You See Me Too with Jordan another day. But uh, <laughs> as for tonight, this is a movie that uh, kind of kick, kicks off Oscar season. I know a lot of people think Venom really did it, but uh, <laughs> with the with the box office haul it got, which is pretty amazing, I will admit. We'll talk. We're talking yeah. Venom next week, like I said. But uh, I thought I don't know whether I'm more disappointed by the fact that Venom made eighty million dollars, uh, or 
the fact that, that a star is born only made 40 million and it's considered a huge win i thought a star is born would make more than that i thought i think uh, we should go to war with everyone because uh I, venom made like 200 million overseas i think mm-hmm. we just start bombing people <laughs> well, that's always worked for us in the past so let's just just <laughs> go down that road again right um no i i I saw that the stars born made 42 and it far exceeded expectations. I thought it was going to, to be way bigger. I thought this was the kind of first movie everyone was looking forward to this year. Uh, that wasn't a tentpole franchise of some kind. And, uh, I thought Lady Gaga had enough of a fan base to really pull out some, uh, really pull out some, uh, fans. This actually had a higher male, uh, attendance and they thought it was still 66% women, but they thought it was going to be way higher, which is, uh, something we can definitely talk about in this, why so many guys showed up for this one, which is, uh, I didn't consider this a chick flick really, but I guess that that was the, what the studio went into the weekend thinking it was going to be way more of a chick flick than it ended up being. And so we can talk about why that is, but, uh, just general thoughts on the movie, um, I'll start off with uh, Richard because I believe he's the first of us that saw the movie. Uh, you saw it opening night, Richard, and uh, give I us did. your general thoughts and save, of course, spoilers for later. I will. I will. I will do so. Um, yeah, I did see this early. This was my number one most anticipated. That's not why I saw it early. Just circumstances. Group of people seeing it when saw it with them and all that. Uh, but I knew this would be. I was really interested in this early on, and and this is such an interesting mix of people from Bradley Cooper, obviously, to Lady Gaga, even more obviously, to Andrew Dice Clay, to Sam Elliott. You know, this is just like okay, Chappelle, Bra- Chappelle Bradley <laughs> Cooper's directing this. You're like, okay, what's up with this? This seems like a. Th- this is going to be a thing. These are zeitgeist imposing stars in this there's a lot you know it's a no pun intended a lot of stars in this movie right now in 2018 and um so it just seemed like an important movie so i saw it you know this couldn't be i i brian and i talked about the original stars born on the vip feed you should listen to that i grew up on that movie not the original pardon me there's like five versions but the the babs chris christopherson version my mom was a babs nut so i grew up on that movie um, so I, I knew the story and I knew, knew, you know, that version of it. Um, and, and so I was excited for this and, and, and just seems like one of those movies that comes along at just the right time and, and really captures, uh, the culture at large. I think this will be something much like a, a far worse movie I find, but greatest showman last year, you know, didn't impress in its opening weekend, but just continue to make money, continue to make money. You know, this made x amount here in x amount overseas but it's i think this will be a huge hit because i think people will continue to go see this i think people will see it over and over again romantic movies tend to have repeat viewers um this is this is something that is uh i think an important movie in the culture jordan you picked a move good movie to join i don't know when you when you pounced on this uh and you could talk about that here in a second but but uh you did a great job because this is this is something that I think will really penetrate the culture on a, at a lot of levels and definitely be, I don't think it'll win a ton of Oscars unless maybe there's a lot of weak movies. Not that this is weak, but I think there's some really strong stuff coming, but, uh, but I think it'll be in contention for like every award. 
at the same time. So, so Jordan, we're, you're, you're joining us tonight. You're replacing Brian and, and for the better. So I want to hear, I want to hear your thoughts on it. Well, my initial thoughts are, I thought it was fantastic. Like I loved it. I saw it opening night like you, uh, actually in New York city with my sister. I was there last week. Oh, cool. So, yeah. Cool. It was the last night of the trip. So we decided to go see some, uh, some stars born and well, there's nothing else it. to do in New York other than see movies. So you definitely right. picked correctly. Yeah. <laughs> well, towards the end of the week, you know, I already seen a couple of plays. Yeah. There you go. yeah. yeah you're there's one out. night you just want to just chill, you know, I, 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 I chill, totally get that. Enjoy a good movie. Well, I'd seen Christina Aguilera twice that week too. So, you know, just, Oh yeah. How did you do something like more you do. chill? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I loved it. I actually went back with my brother when I got back to Portland and saw it Sunday morning as well. Nice. Uh, as far as yeah, initial thoughts, it was. I, I loved everything about it. The performances were solid. I especially like Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga's performances. I thought Bradley Cooper did a great job, and it was just really like three dimensional character and raw. Gaga is the same thing. She was just really solid in this role. I think it was like a really good role for her. I'm not sure if she wants to like, pursue acting as a career on top of music, but this was a good way to start. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. I think uh, and actually, I uh, go ahead. I think uh, I was just gonna say, uh, I, if if she chose to give up music, I don't know why she would. Um, <laughs> she could. <laughs> Let's just say that. Yeah, no, for sure. She and the and the scenes with her singing are just they. You are, are you realize you know Cooper's incredibleness. I think this is really his movie, and not to hop on you, Jordan, but. And but then you go, oh, you hear her sing, and you go, oh my god! I mean, this is this will literally knock your knock your socks off. I mean, those moments where she sings in the movie are are so it's like a superpower the movie has that no other movie can really can really touch. But continue. I want to hear more of your original thoughts? Well, one thing that stood out, and this is probably you know had to do with Bradley Cooper's great direction, was just the cinematography. I thought was just all great throughout the whole thing. A lot of the cinematography, like on the stage, or like around him playing the guitar and everything, just stood out pretty well. That long shot when she's leaving work that leads to the title card was mm-hmm. great. Yep. Um, yeah, I actually to get prepared for this new one coming out. I watched the 1937 one and the 1954 one, Judy Garland. Oh man, man, you went deep. They're way yeah. more committed to this than we are. Yeah. So, yeah. Let's let you host from a... here on out. We'll be on the other. We'll see you on the other side. Right, yeah, I've seen a lot of stars be born in the last month. A lot of births. <laughs> Miracle of life. Well, um, that's good stuff, man. Um, I was excited for this, too. Uh, I love musicals. I love bands. I love um, actor-turned-director. I love independent cinema. I love comedians doing serious movies. Um, I love musicians turning into actors. This is like 25 things that I would circle on uh, why I would go see this movie. So, um, did it lead up to my expectations? I would say without a doubt. Um, I thought the song uh, writing was fantastic in this movie. Uh, I've seen a lot of movies with songs this year, several in the past month. Blaze is one. Um, Worth noting, Hearts Beat Loud. Um, all with great original music. This one was the best. I thought. I thought the uh, the inclusion of Bradley Cooper as kind of a bluegrass rock and yeah. roll guy instead yeah, of just a cliche like um, rock star. I thought was great. How he's just this different segment of um, 
of kind of country and rock music, this, this mm-hmm. meld of it, it kind of yeah. something that you could see him becoming famous off of. Cause it's not, hasn't been done in a really mass scale like it has. And, um, the fact Music's that great and it grounds Gaga too. It's a really great right. choice because she yeah, has this is. crazy talent, but it really, gra- that kind of it really music has a, it. has a very authentic feel and the inclusion of Lucas Nelson and promise of the real as his backup band in the freaking movie, which I didn't so cool. know about, which I've seen Lucas Nelson twice this year with promise of the real. And, um, he's an incredible uh, Willie Nelson's son. Um, who actually overdubbed the guitar, Bradley Cooper's guitar in the movie, and was the guitarist and band in the movie as well. So all the scenes where he's with the band or with um, uh, you know, hanging out backstage or playing a show, that's that's the actual band that uh, recorded the the songs for the movie. So it's very authentic in that way. But just a cool Easter egg that I didn't know about until I got. So it was like it's just another thing that that I would like about this movie. It's like, Oh, tell me Lucas Nelson's involved in doing the soundtrack. Yeah. Sounds good. Um, but and man, Isabel too, did a, did a song or two as well. Yeah. It's got, got Brian, it gotta be Brian's. It, Isabel. Yeah. It's, um, so a great influence of, of artists around it. I like how it was reminiscent of Lady Gaga's actual rise to fame without being her true story. Cause she really did kind of start out in New York doing bar side singer. gigs, yeah. bar scene, um, struggling to find her voice as an artist. People were always telling her she could sing, but her never really truly believing it, her trying out different personas to find who she really was and everything. So I found it to be very authentic from that perspective. But Yeah, because didn't she start out doing bars in Brooklyn or something? Oh, yeah. She's, I mean, this exactly. is probably very, very um, collaborative with her and Bradley in terms of how they wanted to portray her in the movie. But... It still works cinematically. It's not necessarily too autobiographical or it doesn't feel a biopic or in any way. It's a very authentic movie, a uh, very cinematic movie. Um, great relationship built on screen by Cooper with the, him and, uh, and Allie, uh, Lady Gaga. And you, really love, you love both of them so much. You want both of them to succeed so much. And um, it's a heartbreaking and... energizing at the same time. I mean, this movie makes you sore and it makes you weep, you know, and I don't know what more I would want from a movie, you know, than like a great song. Yeah, it is. They hit every tone with the music too. Like I said, they hit the emotion, they hit the energy. Perfect. There's, Mm -hmm. there's, I mean, the, the, the sequence with her being pulled on stage for the first time, right? You see it in the trailers, you see it, you, you know, it's coming. And, to me, I'm as the viewer going in and saying, there's no way this could possibly live up to what you expect it to be in your head, right? How epic it is, as you know, big of a moment in somebody's life that is. I thought that moment was so much better than I ever could have thought it would, would be. You know, where he he wrote the song and said, This is my first arrangement of it, right? They wrote it together, but he's like, I did a little arrangement right. of it and he's debuting it for her on stage. That worked for me so well. Like I was very close to weeping during that, like middle of the movie, like yep. 25, 30 minutes into the movie. I'm like crying. I'm like, what is this? But it was so powerful when she comes on and they do the whole song for the first time, like as a full band, you know, you don't hear it fleshed out until then. And it's so good. Uh, that, that to me, that's the, the cinematic moment of the year so far. And we've got a bunch of movies left to watch, but yeah. 
that that was everything I expected it to be, and none of it was ruined by the trailers, which is not easy to do as a director to show that and then have to build up that anticipation again. I thought it was, I thought it was a great, great moment, and just one of many in this movie. Yeah, that that scene definitely stuck out for me. I have it written down as one of my favorite scenes. That was just amazing. I also liked like leading up to it too, just her like being picked up by the driver, quitting her job, and just away she goes. And then you, because it's just one thing after another. And the next thing you know, she's on stage, and then he's like, "Oh, she's here! Time to go get her." And yes. then, yeah, like like you said, it was just so well done out. And yeah, you feel for her character. It's like, oh my gosh, like is this going to happen? Is this really happening? Yeah, and the scene of them in the supermarket and just hanging out, right? Like two normal people in the supermarket lady, like taking a picture of him as he's checking out. And, um, so much Bradley Cooper nails nails. We haven't touched, touched much on him, uh, yet in this review, but, um, a lot can be said for how he portrayed this role, how, um, his character is a drunk, and I thought how well Bradley Cooper straddled the line between, oh, now he's obliterated drunk and now he's sober. Like there are several moments where he gets sober throughout the movie, you know, gets drunk again, gets sober, whatever. It's, you, you can tell without knowing whether he's been drinking, right? And, you know, Lady Gaga or somebody will say, oh, you, you haven't had a drink in two weeks, you know, later on in the scene. And you can tell he did such – so it wasn't just like this guy's – um, off the rails. Like he was a guy that was struggling, you know, like he was in and out of doing what he was supposed to do and not, I thought Bradley Cooper, the nuance that he put into that character was really, really, uh, noticeable. And, um, I think, I think you said, Richard, this is not going to win a ton of Oscars. I think it's for sure going to be nominated for almost everything. No, Uh, that's what I was saying. I mean, it's going to be nominated for everything. It may win a ton. I think Lady Gaga, if she I think he's going to be. No- I, I mean, think he, I think he, he'll be nominated, good. but I think she. Man, no, we're not we're not in spoiler territory. But there's a scene at the end that, for me, was the the Emma Stone moment in La La Land where she's in the audition right at the beginning of the yeah, movie. Yeah, but they're weird with people that aren't quote unquote actors. I feel like they're I. You know, I if I could see her winning if it's like a weaker year. I could mm-hmm. definitely, if I had to bet, I would say she's nominated. I think but she wins the def- Globe, but she maybe don't win the Oscar, something like that. Right, she'll definitely, yeah, but then there, I could see her winning the Globe and then not being nominated for an wow. Oscar. Wow. Not that she doesn't, I think she should totally be. I'm just saying there's always that weird stuff where it's like, this is your first movie, you have to earn your stripes, and you're mm-hmm. like, okay, come on, this is stupid. This is like, that That kind of stuff happens, which I hate. Hopefully not, man. I think this is going to translate really well on the screener stuff. It's just so raw. I mean, that that's what is so great about it is that she's really singing through a lot of this. They're really singing together. They're having, it's that same. And I hate to use La La Land again, but it's the authenticity that you get when Ryan Gosling teaches himself to play piano for seven months so that he can actually sit there and play and sing. It does make a difference. And Bradley Cooper knows the, the power of that cinematically. He knew the potential of what, of seeing Lady Gaga perform and knowing what that could do in the context of A Star is Born and this story he wanted to tell, right? Um, I think it's genius. I think this is one of the geni- more genius movies of the past few years that we've talked about, just in terms of concept, property, needing a reboot, 
putting a star in a movie that is a star that a lot of people don't give her the credit she really probably deserves, you know? Yeah. No, she's um, a genius. I mean, the so- parts where she sings, oh, my God. Jordan, I mean, Jordan and Kat, both you guys. I yeah. mean, when she sings in this Raw, you're like, I mean, it, it the whole theater stands up. I mean, you can't. Yeah. You can't replicate that, uh, yeah, right? Yeah, no, I, I was blown away by pretty, especially when they do duets together, like that, just hands down. And like Kent was saying, just just the sheer rawness of everything just makes it so much more authentic and good. Yep. No, it's a very postmodern music. Not that it's really a true musical; it's kind of a movie with music in it. But in as much as it is a musical, it's this really smart. That's the way to do a musical in 2018, right? Is to make it gritty and flawed and sexy and all the things you want in it it's it's you can't have you can't do sound of music now it seems ridiculous um not that sound of music's not a classic but you know this is the way to do it in in that sense definitely well like even that scene in the uh bar when he's waiting for her to uh uh get changed you know he, he sings picks up the guitar and sings up the maybe it's time to everybody that's left in the bar yeah the isbel song yeah for sure yeah, the one that's in the trailer. Um, yeah, I, I like that one a lot. Um, I think, what's it called? Shallow. That'll probably be the the nominee for for best original song. Yeah. If you're gonna nominate one, unless right? they find some something where it's like she wrote two notes of this in 1997, so it's not nominated, right? Or it's yeah. a, it's a cover of you know something. That's what it has to be original to the movie, right? It can't be a cover or a rendition or something like that. Yeah. So, so, I mean, I, I think this is, um, like I said, the most, for sure, the most awardsy movie we've, we've, uh, we've reviewed. Um, it works on more levels than just, this is a romantic comedy about two people falling in love. Uh, there's a lot, a lot going on with Bradley Cooper and his addiction throughout the film. Um, his relationship with his family and Sam Elliott is very strong addition to this movie, I thought. Um, I thought all the Sam Elliott stuff was good. Whether it's necessary to the movie is another thing, but I don't think it takes away because it's such a strong... They have such strong chemistry, and uh, it doesn't feel like a... Um, as much like an a ancillary plot as you would think it would. Um, when you're just... When you could rather... You could be listening to Lady Gaga sing, right? That's the other thing. Uh, so... I, I didn't find myself like, all right, get back to Lady Gaga stuff already, or I want to see them play, or I want to. It Sam Elliott rules is what I'm trying to say, and um, he needs to be inducted in the AT American Treasure Hall of Fame. Right, stat now. Definitely, I think so. Um, what do you think about the kind of rise to fame um, with? With Allie. Let's uh let's hit spoilers now. You want to? I'm down. Let's do it. All right. Let's spoil let's let's so spoilers from here on out if you haven't seen this. Um I'm a, I'm more of a fan of before she becomes a star, right? I, I think the uh the build up to it was so good. I think the the um once she gets there and then the subsequent, like her career afterwards and what they show that, uh, I enjoyed it, but I, I would say if, if the peak of, of her or getting a record deal is the middle of the movie, I would say I like the first, the lead up better than the, uh, yeah. The Pop latter. star stuff is the most awkward part. Cause they don't know how to, 
I feel like in 2018, they not to keep using that term, but they, they don't know how to contextualize what a pops, <clears throat> pardon me, what a pop star is now. So it becomes what is, she, you know what I mean? She becomes this mix between what she was at the beginning to what we think a modern pop star is. And it just, it loses a little bit of steam there, but that, I mean, it's still incredible. Trying to like commercialize like, Yeah. And like a re- really kind of generic way. I felt like the commercialization was almost generic, especially for someone like Gaga, who has, by the way, been brilliant for 10 years now, commercializing herself in really non-generic ways. Yeah, this movie was supposed to be with Clint Eastwood behind the lens and Beyonce. Beyonce, yeah. In the, uh, in the role, which I think could have probably worked as well. She might be too big of a star, though. I think Lady Gaga is maybe the perfect amount the of that, and I, famous, I but to... she's been hiding behind kind of a persona for so long. That's, I think, True. what's so refreshing yeah. about this is seeing and her in this sh- new light. And she is, I don't mean to disparage in any way. She's, I mean, I think that Lady Gaga is an enormously attractive, beautiful person, but it's like, she's kind of real in a real way. Yeah. There's no way Beyonce is believable as a bar singer. Beyonce is. I totally agree. Otherworldly. And not, beautiful. don't, not to me that as, like, as a slight. And I think. Yeah, no, I mean, Lady yeah. Gaga is gorgeous. Yes. I mean, you know, I don't mean that in any kind of sexist, crappy way. I just mean like. Beyonce there you just don't believe her in any kind of like you know what I mean when she does music videos where she's basically Cleopatra in some like really cool like Egyptian theater you're like yep that's where she should be 24 hours a day like she just like exudes I'm larger than life whereas Lady Gaga despite all of her genius seem when you see her outside of the wig and outside of the stuff she seems kind of real and like accessible in a way I don't think Beyonce could have pulled that off, but maybe maybe I'm wrong. She's just Beyonce's so beautiful. It's just it's hard to believe that she could ever be real. Yes. I I uh I think the authenticity, the believability definitely works in the favor with this. Um I thought this was a very funny movie too. I thought the humor was present um at the right times. It didn't get too bleak. It gets bleak, but okay. in the right ways. Um, the, uh, you stole my voice bit is great because yeah. he like bottled that voice off Sam Elliott. That was right. hilarious. Yeah, that is uh that's, that's greatness. Um, Bradley Cooper doing a Eddie Vedder impression almost the whole time, which, <laughs> which he has fully admitted to being influenced by that. And that's fine. Um, I think he nails it. Um, several moments throughout the movie. We are in spoilers again, several moments throughout the movie with his character Jackson Maine um you see him hit rock bottom right but it's like seven times in the movie this guy <laughs> is just like how much for you think oh no he's pissing hey, himself on stage final... at the uh Grammys oh no well he's going to you know he's going to go even further down than that and he the the moment with um Lady Gaga's tour manager guy, you know, telling her like, you need to leave because you're going to ruin her career. Right. It's, you hate the guy for saying that, but you kind of know it's true as well. You know, it's such a heartbreaking moment and we'll talk about the end, but let's just say going into this, I did not expect this movie to end where it ended or end how it ended. I thought this was going to be a very predictable um, they meet, uh, they get famous, fall in love. She gets famous, has a great career at the end, 
right? I didn't, I didn't see that this was going to take so many turns towards the end. And I want y'all's thoughts on kind of the, the direction they went, but we are in spoilers. I'll say it again, but I did not see him killing himself at the end. I didn't, no, it was, it was just a, um, not to say it was bad, but it led for a great moment at the end, which is, like I said, when, when she's gonna, that's when she shined the Oscar and, you know, put it on her shelf when, uh, when they hit cut on that take, um, which is all one take, I believe. It's the camera doesn't really cut away when she's on the stage at the end. But where did you guys did you guys see it going down that road? Yeah, so I've seen two of the. Uh, Jordan has seen the other three, so he's seen the other one. So I'll I'll let him speak second. I've seen two of the other three versions of this, and you know he always dies. So I knew he was gonna die, or thought he was gonna die. I didn't know it. You know, there's one where he like walks into the, okay. into the lake and, you know, there's one, you know, where he drives off. It, it's just, that's the, that's the bit. So I knew he was going to die, uh, seeing the original, but I didn't know how they would handle it. Cause it's kind of different in every movie. Right. Jordan, go ahead. Yeah. Seeing the first two. So I had an idea like, yeah, he's going to probably kill himself at the end of all this, but at the same time I was like, well, maybe they are going to do something different with this version of it. Mm-hmm. So, at the same time, it kind of did sort of come as a surprise, which was also just the, the thing that, you know, the fact that it kept me, like, wondering and wondering. Also, I give credit to Bradley Cooper's direction again for that, because, yeah, even though I've seen the first two where they, both of them throw themselves in the uh, ocean, I still, yeah, wasn't sure, like, is he actually going to kill himself in this one? How's he going to do it? So there was still anticipation and... You know, wonder of what's going to happen. Killed me too. I, you know, oh, as we talked about this man. I was show crushed. before. As we talked on the show before, man, I can handle anything, but I don't do well with dog stuff. When he made that dog the steak, Ugh. yeah. You yeah. know, Ugh. yeah. When he, I came home and the whole my way dog he went about hard. that, man. The way he shot it, it was it was very good. When he, you know, he it shot was, him coming out of the car sure. and I walking think it's the in the right garage. Decision. It just killed me. Oh yeah. It let's just say it didn't make me feel good, but I thought the execution of the final twenty minutes was about as good as you can get nowadays. Um the final moments of her talking and singing and then the the flashback to them writing the song together and Gosh, yeah. fla- and then flashing back to the her on stage and like looking up, right? Like that birdman moment at the end. It all, I thought it all ended perfectly, and um, there's very little I would probably change about this. Maybe some of the issues with Bradley Cooper, the whole tinnitus thing, and the in-ear monitor, you know, going down that road and everything. Maybe could have done with some without some of that fluff. But I thought for the most part, this uh, was pretty fat-free from beginning to end. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I yeah, I don't think there's really anything I would cut from it. And one one thing I wanted to touch on that I thought was brilliant was you guys talked about this a little bit ago is the humor throughout is just great. Yep. It Agreed. feels real for the characters. It doesn't feel forced in like a lot of movies do these days. And it's different than the other Stars Borns too, as you as you can say. We've seen those other ones. It it definitely, definitely. is lighter. I thought the uh, sequence at SNL was great too. Great way to show her rise to fame there's never really a cliche montage in this movie like you would expect in these of 
you know, like in that thing you do where they're showing all the billboard charts like flying up and they're driving across the country with the maps and the whole, you expect that in this, but they really kind of show her on SNL as the she's arrived moment and very cool how they shot that and behind the scenes. And, you know, he walks away and has a drink and it's very emotional for a lot of people. And the sequences with them two in the bathtub where he goes in to talk to her and they have those kind of heart-to-hearts work so well. And I thought their chemistry as a couple was legitimate. I, I totally bought them as husband and wife, boyfriend and girlfriend, duet singers, whatever you want to call it. I, th- I thought their uh, chemistry was probably the key to all this, and, uh, and that worked. So any other thoughts on this, guys, before we um, grade this one out? Uh, well, we'll probably get Brian's thoughts next week on this, maybe revisit it. But um, this is one I want to see again. I want to see it again and um, see if it's uh, see if I enjoyed it as much as I did the first time around, the second time. Did you enjoy it, Jordan, the second time as much? Or I did. Yeah, it's kind of weird because like, I went just two days later, and it still felt like I was almost seeing it all over again for the first time. I, mean, I was just moved the whole time still the second time around just by everything. It right. was just still that powerful just the second time around two days later. And, I mean, I'm even like, man, do I want to go see it again? like i liked it that much the only movies i've seen twice this year were infinity war and fallout holy moly yeah i saw fallout two times as well in the in theaters good stuff okay um richard do you have any any thoughts so did this live up to your expectations richard and coming into this as your most anticipated movie were you let down were you your expectations met or were they exceeded um, I was, oh, I no, they were exceeded in terms of the movie. I, I, they're about equal to what I thought it would be as sort of a cultural right. movement. I, I knew this would be a big thing that penetrated. I'm never right. I'm never right about this kind of stuff, but this one I saw in, in January, February was like, Oh, this is going to be a big thing. All these weird parts will equal something that really matters if this is good at all and then this was a very good movie so that that always helps as well um but yeah about equal to what i thought it would be culturally and then a a bit better than i thought it would be as a movie but i did think it would be very good and and i and i loved it i thought it was awesome awesome um all right well without further ado let's hit grades on the star is born i'm going to give this a a thought it was very solid I thought uh, one of the strongest of the year, and we haven't talked much about much about Bradley as a director, um, as much as we did John Krasinski. Great debut this year, yeah, great debut, uh, on par with somebody like uh, Greta Gerwig last year. You know, I think showed promise, yeah. but didn't necessarily interesting comp. Yeah, didn't necessarily blow me away, but showed an adequate sense of blocking a scene um the whole the whole nine and uh it wasn't uh, i don't know if he'll be dominated for best director i don't know i i think krasinski will just because the level of difficulty with that movie um with the quiet place but um bradley cooper definitely showed promise and if he directed movies again i would see them because of the because of that fact, I think he uh, you're right. He has and good he influences will. and good people around him, and and has good intentions. So I'm giving this an A. What about you, uh, Jordan? 
Uh, I'm gonna have to go A plus. Uh, nice. Like the piggyback off of you guys. I mean, great directorial directorial debut from Bradley Cooper. He was amazing. The performances were amazing. Even the supporting cast, like Andrew Dice Clay, I thought was great too as Ali's father. He was great. It was good. That was a great performance. And just so many good scenes. And I, I think the the movie has good flow. I mean, it's like a two hour, 15 minute movie, but it still has good flow all throughout. Like there's not a time where I'm bored at all. So yeah, I'm definitely yeah. going to say a plus on this one. Arby. I'm trying to decide between, I'm going to go a plus for now. I was really blown away by it. I might, I, I can see myself being sunk down to an a in about a month as other things come out and I'm kind of killed by, it. but this is definitely at the top of my list. Um, for the year, um, you know, along with eighth grade was great. There's a few other stuff that's that I really loved. Um, and, but now, you know, the, the, the fun thing about a star is born for me is, is a, you know, a, a great movie, but B okay. Now we're getting to the good stuff. You know, it's that time of year where it's fun to do this show and we don't have to talk about nerdy superheroes with Brian. No, I'm kidding. But, uh, we don't have to talk about all these other movies like the last two months, which have been brutal. And it's like, okay, this was all worth it. Let's, let's have some fun. So, so I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, I can't disagree, man. Uh, this is very strong. This is going to be, it's going to be tough to narrow my de- my list down. Very tough. And it's only going to get tougher this weekend with first man and El Royale and venom. And, uh, <laughs> after I see the predator again, it's going to be really <laughs> tough. But um, yeah, this one this one was good, and I'm probably gonna see it again, and maybe I'll maybe I'll bump it up a grade. But it's an A for me, and a solid A at that. All right, let's um hit those weekly recommends. Oh yeah, weekly recommends. Okay, let's get a recommend from Jordan, the guest. Well, uh, I'm gonna have to recommend. So my brother and I are actually starting up our own movie podcast as well. Part of it's just been the influence of you guys. We've been listening to you for three years, and we're like, nice. well, we should do this too. So sure, yeah, we'll yeah. be starting up our soon. That might even be launched by the time we this will crush you, Jordan. <laughs> do not know. Kidding. Good luck, Ben. But yeah, it's going to be called Movies and Brews. If anybody wants to look it up right now, we have an Instagram movies underscore brews. So, but yeah, it should be launching here hopefully pretty soon. Uh, but yeah, that's my weekly recommend. Awesome. Your own podcast hey we we do we fully give you the uh right to recommend whatever you want self-promote whatever okay uh, richard will like this part too we've chosen for our closing song our outro a little song that goes something like this that i know he knows it's a song called superhero from jane's addiction and it goes oh yeah oh yeah there you go it's called the entourage (laughs) team i think i think it's called entourage (laughs) team Um, that's awesome Good stuff. Okay, man. Love it. Good stuff. Love All right. It. What about you, Richard? What's your recommend? Yeah. So mine is a book. I've been reading some of the best books of this year. I've seen recommended all all across the uh, the the web. I think everyone would enjoy this as either an audible or a, or just a regular old fashioned read. It's called Black Edge. Um, it's about this. Uh, it sounds more boring than it is, but it's not. I don't think it sounds that boring, but it's a a insider trading investigation of these uh, these hedge fund guys that have made a ton of money over the last 20, 30 years. And and it's a really, really, really interesting book. And it's been on a bunch of top 10 lists this year. Uh, Black Edge by Sheila Kolhatkar. I hope I'm saying that correctly. 
Um, it's a it's a fabulous investigative journalism book. If you liked uh, Dark Money or a bunch of other books over the last few years, it's it's really cool and and uh, really well written. But also, this will definitely be a movie over the next three or four years. So so uh, if you don't want to read the book, just wait for us to do an episode on this movie. Um, because it's 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 certainly interesting. Kent, what about you, buddy? Yeah, I'm going to recommend a movie that I got a chance to watch. Uh, caught it late uh, this year. I think it came out late last year or early this year. Um, it's the last performance from Anton Yelkin, who oh, wow. is great. Cool. So if you want more Anton Yelkin in your life, what a one tragic last time. death. Yeah. Like, yeah, man, really tough. Um, he is in this movie Thoroughbreds that um, – is is about these two private schoolgirls, basically that nice. it's a murder for hire plot kind of with high school kids. So um, it's worth seeking out. It's a good, simple kind of independent um, movie and uh, it's by a first time director and uh, it's worth checking out thoroughbreds. If you haven't checked it out, it's kind of a cool. dark comedy with Anton Yelkin and uh, good stuff worth, worth your time. If you, uh, you haven't caught it this year so that's a that's a good good old round of uh, mad about movies for uh for the day i think we're this week in the vip if you want more from us you want more reviews more movie talk in your life uh we do another episode every week in the vip club which you can get for one dollar a week that's like i don't know it's basically the tax on your burrito for uh for those extra the those extra episodes um Sometimes multiple a week. We do bonus content. We do a weekly radio show on on Talk Sport in the UK, which we post on there, and, and a lot more from us. But this week we're talking Rushmore in there, which Richard and I got Wes Anderson talk um, through and, and reminisced on Rushmore and, and, and that film. So if you're a fa- Rushmore fan and you want that, uh, check out the VIP this week, and uh, that will shoot your fancy. But um, next week, Brian will be back. We'll talk Venom then. Uh, thank you for joining me, Richard. Uh, you can find him at Richard Barden online. Jordan, where can we find you? Uh, you can just find me on my Instagram, jordan.davis.83. And um, be sure to uh, leave his podcast very negative reviews on iTunes. <laughs> just kidding. No, support just that, kidding. man. Just kidding. Support it. Support it. Oh, we're, All we're... spinoff MAM shows are MAM shows at heart. So listen to that stuff. You guys are still the influence. We give you all the credit. No, oh, yeah, we don't sure. deserve any credit. We... Uh, Hopefully we haven't influenced you to be like us because that's never good. But <laughs> thank you so much for uh, for being on and for your thoughts on on A Star is Born. Thank you for listening out there. And uh, until next week when we talk Venom, I'll see you at the cinema. Cue the, fra- cue the Fraser theme. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling tossed salads and scrambled eggs. Maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged. <laughs> but I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. They're making me ya ya. Tossed salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again.